0: Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. This is Jessica Kupferman. I am here with the illustrious Elsie Escobar. (laughs) That was not illustrious. And then (laughs) with me, as always, is my producer, John Domingo. Hello, John. How are you? The band is back together. (laughs) I know. We haven't recorded together in a couple weeks, right? It's
1: been a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Very strange.
1: Oh, my God. Oh. oh, all right. Are you well, as tired as I am? Because I'm super excited. I'm exhausted.
0: Yes. Well, the heat here is just impressive. Oppressive. It yeah, is like 100 I... degrees. It's humid. It's terrible. And they closed the swimming pool for the next two days because they're doing a swim meet because people need to compete because they're idiots. Wow. And so nobody gets to swim now. Ew. So at Isaac's school, they're having a PPP party, which for preschoolers sounds dangerous, but it's... Pizza, pajamas, and popsicles.
1: Oh, how, how nice!
0: I know, isn't that adorable?
1: That's very cute. No, um, yeah. it has been oppressive, kind of here. I, 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 there's a fan that I've added into the, into the window here. There's another fan at the other window here because this room is horrible, and I'm gonna start melting by the time we finish here. So totally, it's gonna suck. Yeah, but oh well. That's the way it goes. We'll
0: just sit and watch Elsie get sweatier and sweatier as it goes on. <laughs>
2: what we do for our craft.
1: I know. I know.
0: It's oh so my true. God.
1: But you know what, though? What I don't do for my craft, though, John, is close the windows. So you might hear cars. That's so
0: things. dumb. But if you have air conditioning and a fan.
1: No, there's no air conditioning.
0: Your in-laws don't have air conditioning?
1: There is a window one downstairs. And they just went shopping yesterday for one of those. Do you um, guys all sleep in the family room? I would. No, we, oh, no. It is horrific. I haven't been sleeping very well because it's so hot. So you should go to a hotel. We will because we're going to Chicago. Oh, right. So. So the only time I ever had to sleep like
0: that, I had a summer where um, I moved out of my apartment and in with some other friends that did not have air conditioning. The apartment building did. And they did not have air conditioning. And I took the attic because that roommate was out for the summer. So I was sleeping in the attic. I was driving a car with no air conditioning and one window broken up all the way up. And I was working at an Italian restaurant where they had us wearing long sleeves and long pants. And the sh- shirt was like it was a button down collar and it was wool. I've never been skinnier. Even when I was like 11, I was not skinnier. Like it was a 100 degree heat and I was just sweating constantly. I would wake up in a sweat, go down to the shower, turn on the cold water, turn it off, not even dry off and just go back to bed. Like, just go back to bed. And I had a giant. My father gave me like a wall fan to put at the end of my bed. Didn't even help. It just like beat it off the water. And then I would just get sweaty again. It was so terrible. But I was so, so skinny. I couldn't wear any of my clothes that I normally wore. It broke finally like the weather and it rained and it was like a, it was like a miracle. We were like, we were like farmers in the sun, like, oh, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, that was a crazy. Yeah. Stuff. So I can, I can sort of imagine what you're going through. Cause it's like, a, I mean, it's not a hundred, but it's
1: supposed to feel like that. Certainly. Right. But it feels like, yeah, that these next couple of days are going to be horrible, but alas, how about we do a little chatting of, uh, around podcasting because it seems like oh, all right, there are some podcasting things that are happening. So before we get before we get into some news, though, we will do a little bit of feedback that we got from Sevilla Morgan, and this was feedback from episode 234. Which is two thirty four. Do you want to ago
0: in case you guys get curious?
1: Yes, exactly. So why don't you, Jess? Do you want to share what she said?
0: Jeez. ladies this episode wow i totally enjoyed it from beginning to end i laughed all the way to work whether it was you guys picking on jess yes that's always hilarious or <laughs> and then listening to how she of course took up for herself or almost jumping out of my seat at the audio intro on how the podcasting event <laughs> is coming along i forget how that went did we because we sang right
1: no, it's because it just came on and just in oh. the same way that we both jumped. <laughs> Sevilla oh, also that's right. jumped.
0: That's right. Um, or how much or maybe how little oh, I also appreciated hearing Daniel J. Lewis's breakdown of how downloads work, how much or maybe how little they mean. And then of course the download speeds from one host to the next. It was great info and a great episode. Thank you so much, Sevilla. That's such a lovely note of feedback. Thank you. Oh. I love
1: that's that. So nice. Thank you so much, Sevilla. Yeah. Her podcast is Childless, Not by Choice. And you guys, you know what? I'll put a link oh my in God, this video. I thought you
0: said nut at first. Not,
1: not nut. And I was
0: like, who's a childless nut? That's not nuts. <laughs> <nice." laughs> not, of course, by choice. But it sounded like nut at first. <laughs> Sorry, Sevilla. <laughs> Sorry, Sevilla. Not, it's not. See, childless, I tried not. To give
1: you. I tried to give you a nice by shout choice. out, Savilla, but alas. I screwed it up become- as usual. now we're now poor people are going to be reading her show and be like childless nut
0: childless not by choice (laughs) Choice. i'm so sorry
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) oh my god all right so let's go ahead and move into some news
0: for the informed podcaster podcasting news that's missing something oh what is it missing (laughs) The news you can use. What happened to that part?
2: You know oh. what? It is missing that.
0: Yeah. What happened? Because <laughs> I was like, the news. And then when it didn't come up, I was like, no, that's not right. And then I was like, oh, wait, it is right. What's no, happening? No, it's
2: not right. What it's happened right. is I uh, put the wrong one in when I, I, I have a new podcasting.
0: I didn't even know we had a shortened version of that, but perhaps it's better than my horrifying screeching.
2: Hang on a second. Now now I have to go. Oh, John.
0: Oh John. oh, John, John,
2: the things that you <laughs> oh, do. John
1: Domingo
0: John Jamingo screwed it up again. John
1: Domingo screwed it up again. Screwed it again. up again.
0: Again. The news you can oh. use.
2: So I might have to do this. I might uh, have to do.
0: The news you can use. For we the go.
2: informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Now it's a two-step process. It's
1: a
0: two-step process. Oh, no, process. that's no good. We don't that's need okay. that. That's ridiculous.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Good. Yeah, so I have this first article that I have in here. Mm-hmm. Isn't, like, the the most relevant as of the moment? Oh, good. But, Perfect. well, I know, right. But it came out in July. But I just thought it was interesting. So this article is from coinidol.com. And the title is Podminers, the world's first digital radio and podcasting platform on blockchain.
2: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Dun, dun, dun. So, do either one of you guys know about blockchain, like at all, or is this like
2: believe uh, it or not? I oh. edit for Hall of Fame podcaster Gary Leland. Oh, that's right.
1: You do, and he
2: about. is the, his podcast is the Crypto Cousins podcast. So, I know more about blockchain and, and you ever cryptocurrency. Cared than I really uh, care to know about.
0: And are you convinced that it's horse pucky or do you believe that it's something now? I'll tell
2: you what, this is what makes me nervous about uh, cryptocurrency because it's like the Bitcoin stuff. So he comes on and he tells us the price every week. And uh, last week okay. that the Bitcoin lost 22%. So let's just say you had a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Right, and then all 80. of a sudden, because somebody hiccuped now I have $88,000 in, in Bitcoin. I would want to jump off a bridge Yeah, Like, I lost $20,000, and I didn't do anything. That's what makes me nervous about Bitcoin. It seems very unstable.
0: So how does blockchain technology work, which is different?
1: So the podcast that I would tell you guys, if you guys want to know a little bit more about blockchain, is the show called Zigzag. Zigzag. And... Listen to season one and they really break down all kinds of stuff about blockchain, what it means and all of the things, which they did really, really well to explain to people who have no idea. And I still don't quite get it. Yeah, it's really but hard to understand. It's really hard to understand. Given that, though, they did a fantastic job. So if you guys want to go see that, you'll see a link in the show notes. But one of the reasons that I wanted to kind of talk about this is because, you know, in the la- in episode 234, we talked about China. and. Sort of like that censoring thing that China does, <laughs> where, you know, they start to stop things and then people get really upset, even here in the United States, not necessarily about China, but people really are defending things not being centralized in one place, that it's a free platform podcasting is. And then we do see that maybe there's times when. For whatever reason, maybe your show isn't available or let's say Apple podcast takes your show out of the directory. It actually feeds off of into all of these other directories. So what happened, like if Apple kicks you out and doesn't let you back in for whatever reason, then you kind of are slightly SOL there. But I mean, people can still subscribe to your RSS feed, but most people won't even know to do that. So I was looking at this from the perspective of like, is there another way to continue to get podcasting or your show that is outside of the realm of what we know now. So Mm. that's what I was thinking. And so here's the first paragraph of what uh, this article (laughs) on Coin Idol says. Podminers, an Indian tech startup, is developing a global blockchain platform for digital radio and podcasting. As per the information, this blockchain platform is focused on promoting the freedom of speech for independent media publishers and audio content creators worldwide. This is the first time in history that someone is working on a solution to allow audio content creators to interact with a global audience in digital radio and podcasting space. What it it can be called YouTube for podcasting and radio industry. So I think what they're saying is that it's like um, I think what they mean that it's a first time is that it's digital radio and podcasting.
0: It's not the first time you can interact with a global audience in digital radio or podcasting. I do that all the time.
1: Well, no, what I'm saying is digital radio and podcasting in one. Oh, I is, is what I assume is what they're saying. I don't think they're saying this is not possible. I think that they're saying this is the first time that it's happened where it's both digital radio and podcasting. I don't know enough to say like, hey, so what whatever company came out in, you know, two thousand and five and I'm sure we have geeky people that totally know about podcasting history and digital radio that can let us know. So if that's you yeah. person that knows this knowledge, send us feedback over at feedback at shepodcast.com. Yeah, but this- other than that, This says, by
0: implementing blockchain technology, podminers can help resolve discoverability, monetization, on-time payments, micropayments, fake reviews, and security. Mm. There's no need to attach any extra hardware. The advanced switchboard design makes it easy to manage. You can also go live, make and receive calls, and interact with the audience. That is,
2: This could be really big for podcasting.
1: I'm not quite sure what it is as of yet. But what is it? No, it sounds like, like that's, uh, that's what it is. Blog Talk Radio, kind of.
0: hmm uh, Yeah. Well, it wasn't that big. It was terrible.
2: Well, maybe this is bad. Well, again, I, right, now that maybe. I know this is, uh, now you know that You're I'm going to go diving find, into this head first
1: yeah. yeah.
2: to find yeah. out what okay. it's about.
1: Okay. What this is doing. Correct. So we'll see. We'll wait for John's new account. <laughs>
2: John's new podcast, one episode.
1: (laughs) I know one episode at a time in all of the places. Anyway, I just thought I'd I'd put that out there. For whatever reason, this called my attention more than yet another app that's coming out that wants to be the Netflix of podcasting and has gotten ten million plus a hundred thousand million worth of funding. Right? I just found this to be like, oh, that's interesting. Block that's new. Blockchain, digital radio—you can do the things. I see a lot of
2: podcasting apps trying to be all the things for podcasters to mm-hmm. draw podcasters in. Himalaya is doing it. Yep, uh, Castbox is doing it with their live streaming. I just saw a, an email where Podbean is going to start where you can live stream your podcasts through the Podbean app. That's in beta right now, so you can be in the testing part of that. And it seems like. The podcasting apps are stepping up for podcasters so they can try to reach a better audience through either live streaming or, or something like that. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I love this new stuff.
1: Anyway, if you guys have any thoughts about PodCoin, go sign up for something. I'm just going to put in the show notes so you guys can kind of check out that article in that yeah. website. <laughs> yeah. But alas. Next. Next. So this came up um, and I think, Jess, you addressed this. I don't even remember if this was part of the Q&A that we posted. It might have been. Oh, gosh. I wish that I had show notes for that. Which one? Uh, remember the bonus Jess Q&A where you answered questions that we posted like a couple of episodes ago? Yeah. I just cannot remember if you... I do have show notes for that. Uh, yeah. It's like when you were uh, Rainbow Sherbert. I don't know if you covered the Tim Ferris on that Q&A. I think you did. The whole Tim Ferriss thing. I think that they did ask you about that on that show. So if you can look it up really quickly, but I'm just I have gonna on give- the
0: ninth we did the behind the scenes brainstorming for Patreon, and then Sarah asked about mode median and and uh, the other thing, and then Stephanie asked about. Um, it would have been the email we, New Lesler. So
1: it would have been the one before that.
0: So not the ninth. So the for- The fourth was.
2: I do remember you talking about it because I remember going through the audio. That was the one we put out as a... Yeah, as a bonus. Yes. Uh
1: I think you did. So let's just go on with that. Sorry, I thought I did have notes. So... What Jess talked about in that bonus episode, if you have not listened to it, please do because she does kind of give a little bit of a background on that. But it seems like Tim Ferriss uh, decided to stop taking advertisers. And as always, he did an experiment. He said he was going to do an experiment and he was going to switch from sponsorship to doing like what we do kind of for the Super Squad, which is bonus content. Um, People donating to the cause, if you will, donating to the podcast uh, in some way there. And so he totally switched it around and uh, everybody was up in arms around that because he had stopped doing advertising deals and they're pretty huge what he gets. And he just... Posted another article on his blog, and I will again, it, it all links in the show notes. So, wait, did we talk about that on this show at all? No, we did not talk about it on the show. Okay, we well, did I can tell your... you what I
0: said. I know exactly what I said about it, then I just don't remember who I was talking to. I guess right. myself, apparently.
1: No, 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 you were talking to these people because we posted that bonus QA with you saying exactly what you thought, and people have heard it because it's on the feed, right? On this feed. So Sweet. they just have to listen to your bonus episode, the Q&A, where we talk about you being Rainbow Sherbert. Cool. So you, we did have that out. So it's interesting that this is the follow up to that. It is interesting. So now he's back, though. He has decided to stop.
0: Who predicted that? I don't think it was even. I totally predicted it. It was like two. Was it too months? I totally predicted it, but I predicted it for a different reason than what he's saying he's doing it for. Which OK, I...
1: what was your prediction?
0: My prediction was that he was putting the entire success and fate of his show into the hands of other people, something he could not control, assuming that they in turn would pay for his podcast and that could make up the revenue of what he was getting from advertisers. And I laughed in the face of that idea because you and I both know that no matter how grateful and caring and generous a community is, they will never make up for a company's endorsement of you and vice versa so like no matter how i mean it's possible i mean there are podcasts that do that but he pulled a switcheroo kind of like it's it's he hasn't been doing it the whole time asking for a few and that's a lot of work to get people to support your show and you know you have to nurture that relationship and explain why you need the money and all he did was sort of say okay no more ads i'm gonna need you guys to donate here's what it costs
1: yeah okay. and he, was, he was doing a little bit of a Kind of like what we do, like a special Q&A for people. Like he was doing a little bit of that.
0: Not that he wasn't offering something wonderful, but I just didn't think it could be the 50000 an episode he was getting. Right. Cause, because, how could it be? And so he's saying, like, I'm stopping it because everyone misses the ads and they love them.
1: Oh, is that what? it?
0: Bullshit. Well, no, no,
1: no, All I actually righty. do believe him because look at that, though. He actually has data, and that's why he was saying, he's like, I want to do this thing. So, The thing is, he doesn't do anything just to try it. Like when he says, I'm doing an experiment, he actually does all the experimental things. Like he'll take data, he'll follow it up with more data, he'll ask questions. So even before he did this, he put out a survey where he said, would you pay?
0: Would you pay me? And they said, no,
1: No. 72% said no, 72. Right. 24% said, I would give $5 a month And 4% said I would give $10 or more a month. Right. So 72% said they would not donate.
0: He did say some people decided to contribute $1,000 per month.
1: Right. And he said he was going to come back and and give more specific details as to what that was. Right. $1,000 a month. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got people that make, you know, I'm sure that there's people there that will give, you know, that will, will share a little bit of that. So anyway, he, he said, this is directly, these are directly his words. Here, quote, in other words, the answer to my question was clear from the outset. Ninety nine percent of my listeners are totally okay with ads, and many of them look forward to finding new products and services through my sponsor, Reads. It's industry standard for high download podcasts to have ads. Anyone who wants to skip over ads can skip ahead. And people generally do not want to support multiple podcasters by paying them, paying for them a la carte, end quote, which is actually something that I do mention a lot that it is very hard to go i'm going to donate a dollar to like five or i mean 10 of my favorite podcasts versus my my 10 dollar commitment to one like i'd rather do that i'd rather do that i am donating the, to these people i don't want to start to spread myself out and try to like go a little bit here a little bit here a little bit here because it just feels like nickeling and diming and i'm already paying a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here for all of these other services. So I feel overwhelmed by that. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is that he really nails something else here, which I feel as influencers, like with you and I, Jess, When it comes to the stuff that we have, like the sponsors that we have on the show, Mm -hmm. if we really love it, or like even Elsie's tool tips, or a lot of these questions that we get inside of the Super Squad, yes, a lot of them are strategy. But there's also a lot that are really tangible stuff, like, what do you use for X? What's the best newsletter that you have found? How do you, you know, shrink pictures too small? What is the best way to connect your Q2U to something else? Like, what do you buy? An H4 or H6? Like, you know, all of these things are very specific. And if we come through and say like, you know what? Here's the difference between an H4, a Zoom H4 and a Zoom H6. And this is why I would suggest that you buy an H6. Most people would go ahead and get the H6. That is worth a lot more value. You know, like, that's why I think like that when we endorse like new projects, or we talk about the road, like the roadcaster pro and all that stuff, it does bring value. And I think people find that worth paying. I did the same thing with with Tim's, you know, I'm subscribed to his newsletter, I haven't opened it in a while, I'm just overwhelmed with stuff. But usually what happens is I open his newsletter, which is like five bullet Friday, (laughs) I open it up, it's literally five bullets. Mm -hmm. this is what i'm reading this is the article i think is cool i'm working with this i really love this new gadget and something else and then if he says i really love this new gadget i'll click through it and i'm like oh my god that's really cool i'm gonna buy that like instantly he has sold me on three separate things just because he said it was cool and i was like oh it it is cool so there's a lot of value to that
0: it makes perfect sense it's just i i just thought it was not really that big of an experiment
2: again it's how many downloads does he get per episode per month? I mean, he can do this.
1: Of course he can. But yeah. other
2: if, people can't. So it is. It, it depends on your downloads, whether which is the best viable option to get funding for your show, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
2: I mean, somebody that has a thousand listeners and they're really engaged, they might be able to pull more money than through crowdsource funding than they would through advertising. You can't even get advertising if you only have a 1000 per month per episode, right?
1: Yeah, it depends on all of those little things. And I think there's nothing wrong with doing both, which which is what Jess and I are doing, right? So, if anybody wants to sponsor our show, feel free to do that. <laughs> we have a way to do that. No, I'm you know what I mean? You yeah, can go and you totally can sponsor do. our show. We to- we do that. We will happily smoke if you know if it aligns with our value system, if it aligns if if Elsie says yes. <laughs> Right, just, no, yes. Jessica doesn't. No, always Jessica's say really yes. good. To, no, she doesn't always say yes. But see, what's what I'm saying? It's like we could totally support it. That said, we also have our super squad, and I think that it's great. So if you guys want nuanced conversation, if you want to have a, access to us every single week. For an in-depth Q&A, you sign up for $5 a month for our She Podcast Super Squad. There's an amazing group in there, and it's small at this moment, but it's very vibrant. There are a lot of smart women and men in there, so you don't have to be a woman to join that. So $5 a month for the She Podcast Super Squad. It's a great deal, and I think that having a balance of both helps everybody. Uh, so it doesn't have to—at least for us, it doesn't have to be one or the other. So that's what I thought. Do you have any other thoughts to about— the mighty Tim Ferriss and what he's been doing and what he found out and all that stuff No, because I
0: totally thought all that was gonna happen Yeah, I mean, i'm not in the exact way, but I just had a feeling it wouldn't last
1: That was really fast though. I I was surprised by how fast he stopped it though. I wasn't but Really because <laughs> I know what
0: he makes I know how much it costs to advertise on yeah. his show so, There's no way there's no way listeners could make up for that He makes a ridiculous amount of money per episode her advertiser per episode.
1: Right. And you know, and he does have the reach and he does. and the, the other the other side of with with him too is that he does have the influence. Like there's a lot of people who have a lot of downloads but they don't have quite the influence Tim does. When he says something, people go do it yeah. right away.
0: That's and true.
1: not there's not very many people who have that level of influence on on so much. That's true all right so shall we move into the news into the news the actual news that everybody's talking about jessica sure
0: all about apple yeah also not a surprise but yeah apparently apple is planning on funding original shows exclusive to apple because they're a big bunch of copycats and uh According to people familiar with this matter, they're increasing its investment in the industry to keep competitors like Spotify and Stitcher at bay. What do y'all think of that barrel of apples? What do you think of that barrel of apples, Miss Elsie?
1: (laughs) Well, number one thing that I think about this is the way that the media and the podcasting industry is reporting on this, which is completely overwhelmingly overrated. You think? Oh, my God. (laughs) The amount of articles that have come out about this is insane. Well, and anytime also, Apple
0: does something, it's a BFD.
1: Yeah. And you know? also the, well, no, but that's a speculation. And here's the thing though, the way that it's being framed is that they say Apple is doing this. When in fact, what this article says is, and I even read this to my daughter because I was telling her about it. It's pathetic that I'm sharing my frustrations about the way the media is handling this, this bit of news with my 10 year old. Mm hmm. So I said to her, I'm going to just read you the sentence and you tell me what it is. And so I, I read that. I said, Apple Inc. plans to fund original podcast that would be exclusive to its audio service, according to people familiar with the matter. And then she says, but that's not even them. That's somebody else's thoughts. Mm-hmm. So the whole point here is that this is according to some people familiar with the matter. That's it. And mm-hmm. then according to the people. Who asked not to be identified because the conversations are preliminary, <laughs> right? And so, hence, think about how many conversations Jess, you and I have had with people about possibly doing something. Oh, and what billions. if that would have been leaked out? Well, yeah, but we're not Apple. Jess and Elsie has a new show coming up on radio, according to people. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sources. Here, what we're talking about here is that the media has run with this as if this is truth, as if this is fact, as if if this is happening. And the way that it's being reported is that this is, in fact, true. And in fact, they're developing content or they are acquiring content when the news of this is that Apple is feeling things out. They're talking to people about the possibility of possibly having original content. Now, my thought so of no this, decision. So no decision. They're just they're just, they're just, they're just mulling it over. They're mulling it over. I think, and you know what I said on Twitter was when Tim cook is doing one of the Apple keynotes and says here, our, our original podcasts, I will then comment. And I do what I feel that they're doing this for is not for podcasting, but I feel that they're doing this to promote and push the Apple TV Plus service. That's what I think it is. And I think that they're doing it just like Kristen Meinzer and, and I in the last episode talked about the Netflix. Podcasting strategy, which I think is incredibly smart. They have now. I think that they have 14 shows out there, or something like that. I I posted like a bunch of them in last uh, episode show notes for episode 235. They've got some incredible podcast out there, and none of them are about anything but Netflix. They're all showcasing their stuff. They're all getting people really involved with their content. They are showing the behind the scenes of Netflix. They are really expanding on true crime genre and all the documentaries that are being done inside of Netflix and having some podcasters come in and talk about them. So everything is about using the Netflix podcasts as a marketing wing which I think is a very, very smart thing to do because unlike what you see reported out there everywhere else, Netflix doesn't want to be the Netflix of podcasting. In fact, they could be if they said it because, duh, but they don't want to. They have a core business.
0: As a side note, (laughs) did you ever notice that most computers in movies are Apple Have you ever seen, I mean, like, if you really think about, like, take a look at what people are using when they're using computers and movies and television. It is almost always an Apple. What kind of, like, deal do you have to make with all the different movie companies in order to get only your computer to be used in every single movie? They must have a deal with Universal and 20th Century Fox and Miramax and everything. So my, I guess what the reason I'm going down this track is because think of the kind of content they could create. I mean, we have no we have some idea of how powerful the, they are, but we also we don't though. <laughs> we don't really. They are very 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 powerful.
1: They you do have to pay for it though. I mean, yes, y- there's a lot of computers that are shown on that are Apple products, but the only way you can actually show that it's an Apple product is by permission from Apple. So, I don't know if you've noticed that, you know, most of the little you know, Apple the logos, logos are covered. They're always covered up. So you can't really show that unless they give you explicit permission to that's have true. their logo show up. That's true. So you can say, Oh my God, of course that's an iPhone. Or of course that's an app like, in, you know, a, whatever, this computer that I'm using right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the air that I love. But you, maybe somebody can say and go like, oh, my God, that's a MacBook Pro. Yeah. But you can't see that. I just so you wonder can't what kind
0: MacBook. of content do you think they could? Po- I mean, they could probably curate the most amazing. Con- I mean, I thought Barack Obama would be the most amazing content ever curated. But like, who else could it be? Who's more see, compelling even than that? Think-
1: see, I'm not thinking about it from that perspective. Oh, wait a minute. Again. Do you have to pay for Spotify's content? Well, you do because
0: you have to pay for Spotify, right? Yes. That's it.
1: Yes. And so those are, you. yeah, those are unique. But we that. already, but what,
0: so the Apple TV is the same thing. We already pay for that. If we pay for it, we pay for it. Right?
1: Right. So if you, ha- if so, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's part of their marketing wing. It, that's what I, this is, this is absolutely my opinion, that it's going to be content that is part of their marketing wing in order to market the product. What it looks like, it could be original content. It could be like some movie star coming in, you know, having a podcast for the very first time. It could be those things. But I guarantee there's going to be spots inside of those podcasts that are going to be selling the Apple TV uh, Plus product. So it is a marketing side. It is going to be run by the marketing department because that's the way they're going to get people to opt into Apple TV Plus. They're competing against Netflix here. They're not competing against... Spotify. I mean, in music, they are. But I just think that they're looking at it from the biggest perspective of things. Behind the scenes, Q&A with the people who are doing movies. I think that they're developing not only TV shows, but I think they have some future films in the mix as well. Having exclusive behind the scenes audio on that for free, accessible to everybody would make me want to get those or watch those TV shows and sign up for the Apple TV+. Plus. Right? Because I'm a Netflix girl at this moment. I haven't got, like, there's no reason for me to sign up for anything else. But if I get a little behind the scenes, I might start to hear it and go, oh my God, I'm going to have to buy that Apple TV Plus thing. Yeah. So, you
0: know, if you buy all the things, including YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, Apple, I don't even know what else there is, it still does not cost as much. Oh, Amazon Prime. It still does not cost as much as freaking cable, mm -hmm. (laughs) it's still less money. Than cable. The only problem is you can't watch anything on a network, which stink it's stinky.
2: That's with Hulu. If you you pay for Hulu plus, I guess it is, because that's what I have. Only
0: certain ones though, right?
2: No, you get well, you get your local T V stations, all your local T V stations, plus you get a bunch of other ones. And I think that's forty four dollars a month. But still with that, Netflix and Amazon Prime, it's still less than cable.
0: It's still less than cable. And I think Xfinity now has like a digital I think you can actually get like a twelve dollar a month, similar to Netflix. Get all the shit we have, HBO, whatever, for twelve bucks a month, and that's, that's still right. cheaper.
1: But then, cable,
0: but yeah. I mean, we have internet with our. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry. Yeah. I, no, I, but I mean, yet that's
1: today. A, it's a good conversation to have. And yeah, but the other, but the thing that I think I am a little bit disturbed at in some way is this conversation that Apple is all of a sudden going to come out and then essentially close all the gates. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I'm not sure I want to see it. I don't think it happens. I don't know. Do you really think Apple's going to come back and say like these are only going to be available on on what? I mean, it looks like a
0: desperate move if they do simply because it's really copying what everyone else is doing. And I would find it very hard to believe that they would just do the exact same thing as Spotify and Stitcher. Almost impossible to believe in fact. But it sounded, you're right, I completely took it as truth. I had no idea that it was just being considered and not a decision that was already being made.
1: No, dude, I mean, it maybe it is, but the thing is that it's gossip, <laughs> it's hearsay. It's complete
0: gossip and hearsay, It's you're right. somebody
1: else said it. Yep. Not Apple, but the thing is, the articles that are being uh, reported right now, that's what they're saying. They're saying, like, Apple is like, I was so angry. <laughs> I posted on Twitter because I was so pissed off because people are, the thing is, uh reporters out there you guys all have a responsibility to report the truth okay so there was this article from a podcast and i am not putting i'm not a podcast but elsie sorry what
0: the fact that they're talking about it is news Just because we as stupid idiots don't understand doesn't mean they didn't report the truth. I
1: completely understand that. I get that. But here's the thing, though. This is from a website. I'm not naming names and I'm not putting in the show notes, but this is the headline. So if you all want to search for it, please do. This is the headline from these people. Apple announces they're buying rights to exclusive podcasts for its streaming service.
0: Yeah, that's bullshit. You're Okay,
1: (laughs) that's bullshit. (laughs) You win. That's bullshit. Here, quote from the article. Apple has recently announced that it will start releasing original podcasts to their streaming services. The content will be exclusive on Apple's streaming services. The tech giant also plans to buy the rights to some popular programs to make sure Apple is the exclusive carrier Oh, I these got her podcasts.
0: all okay. psyched
1: up. So, unquote. So, all of this, where was that? And it says, then they go, according to Bloomberg. And if you read Bloomberg, Bloomberg says that there are preliminary talks with this person. What? So anyway, I am, st- uh, that really just pissed me off because then that is just being put out there as if Apple is actually doing this. And this is a bunch of crap. I think that that's in completely irresponsible of journalists right. out there. You're so right. if you want to say app according, like, it has to be according to a source. Apple seems to be wanting to whatever that's, you have to frame it in a way that it's not true. Cause you're, you know, it's not, Apple hasn't made any decisions. They haven't announced anything. Mm-hmm. This is hearsay. This is all speculation being reported as truth. And that's what pissed me off. So whether it happens or not, of course, it's going to be big news. Of course, it's always a big deal when Apple does anything. But I just don't think that it needs to expand in such a way and, and have articles le- leading people to think that this is truth when it's speculation at most. So anyway. Sorry, I got all wound up. Whoa, you did. Whoa, yeah. So. Do you want to
0: talk about, just out of curiosity, the goofy ass article that was in the New York Times about oh, hitting yeah. peak podcast?
1: You know. Okay, I will put a link in the show notes to that one. So, Do you not want to talk about it though? No, I mean we we totally can. I
0: I thought it was one of the dumbest things ever written.
1: It's kind of dumb, but I I think what I was not why it didn't bother me too much is because I really didn't understand the the point the point yeah and I was like is this supposed to be like us does this have an air of sarcasm it does it
0: does right? or does it I mean I don't know it's just it's just wholly negative first of all like completely negative it talks about. Morgan Mandriata and Lester Lee, who were freelance writers trying to grow their personal brand, started a, car, started a podcast called The Advice Podcast, and it says, put as much energy into the production as they did the name. Each week, these two met in a room in a local library and recorded themselves chatting with an iPhone 5. We assumed we'd be huge, have affiliate marketing deals and advertisements, but six episodes in, when they didn't have that, they quit. And then it says, it's no wonder the phrase, everyone has a podcast, has become a Twitter punchline. Like the blogs of your podcasts are today's de rigour medium, seemingly adopted by every entrepreneur, freelancer, self-proclaimed marketing guru, and even corporation. And then they kind of, I can't tell if they're making fun of Kristen, but William Morrow is publishing a book next month by our keynote, our opening keynote speaker, right. Kristen Meinsner, a co-host of the popular Buy the Book podcast titled, So You Want to Start a Podcast?, and it says there's lots of books like that and a list of podcasts about podcasting and how it plays into people's self-importance. And Jordan Harbinger does a show about please, God, don't start another podcast. So it's really negative, And I'm not sure for what purpose. Is it supposed yeah. to discourage people or is it supposed to poke fun at people who are already
1: doing it? I don't. I- I'm not sure the purpose. I guess right. and that most people were thinking, especially with that begin that first that opening paragraph, I was like,
0: Yeah. What's
1: the point? What's the tone of this? And I guess one thing I didn't notice, and maybe I don't know if you're reading it off of the New York Times. Yeah, I was, yeah. Where was it published? Was what section? Like what section of the New York Times? Is it opinion? Is it style style?
0: Because the link is New York Times slash year slash month slash date slash style slash title.
1: It seems to me that it's kind of like one of those snarky yeah. style articles, you know, like everybody's wearing Crocs because Crocs are so attractive right. and in so many different colors. And can we have Crocs that are made out of right. cardboard? Let's just, you can know what I mean? mass
0: media stop wearing ugly shoes, please? Right. Like Exactly. F it you. seems like it's a
1: snarky commentary. Fine. There were a couple things. Now, Jordan did have a quote that I did like in that article. I well, I don't... He's a brilliant individual. <laughs> I love Jordan. And so, no, you know, he did have something to, that I thought was like, well, that's yeah, that's true. But I, overall, I wouldn't have commented on the article because I didn't think it merited engagement. I also didn't know, you know, when Kristen's book was mentioned, I also didn't know if it was like a positive thing or if it was just being stupid about it. I don't know. I have no idea. And so I can't really condemn or like, I feel like I don't even know what I feel about. I don't think it even merits engagement, even though I did share it. I shared it just to see what people thought about it, you know.
2: Well, just from what Jess read and listening to that, it seems like a couple people thought that they were going to go into a library with an iPhone 5, record a bunch of episodes, pour their heart and soul into it, put it out there. No, no, no.
1: Right. You have to redact that, not pour that. Just do it off their iPhone phone and not even like they literally said, we just wanted to kind of half ass do it.
2: Right. And then they just took their thing and they put it up there and then no one comes stampeding over. They didn't come running (laughs) on over (laughs) to their podcast and start throwing money at their feet.
0: That's right. We know people who do that. We uh, consult people who do
1: that. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I mean, actually, some of them have actually seen the light and done a good job. Mm -hmm. some of them who I didn't expect to see the light have seen the light and done a good job.
1: And also others have
0: disappeared from our existence.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And and no, but see, you know what it is. It's like the expect if you set the expectations properly, people can really shine. Like if you say to somebody, it takes work, your niche, it takes work and your type of niche is going to reach, At best, about 500 downloads per episode per month, at best for your niche. It's not going to grow any bigger because it's so specific. If you can really work towards that number and develop a system or a a monetization or a business or whatever you want to really nurture that type of uh, base already going into it with eyes wide open then Mm -hmm. you'll succeed. Because then if you hit anything above that and you grow bigger than that or you get opportunities bigger than that, you're going to be like, yeah. But if you're sitting there thinking like, how come I'm not getting 15,000 downloads per episode per month? Right, right. Well, then lovely, you're going to be sad. The whole
0: Very, very sad.
1: That's right. And so it has to be something different. Anyway, but thanks for bringing that up. I just, it was one of those things where I was like, uh, I just didn't even. But But you know what? Let me let's uh, are we done with some news we are getting done with the news baby okay so i'm going to go into some tool tips and this is going to be a very it's not in the show notes but i'm going to share it with you guys as we talk about it here so because i think that this is valuable for everybody okay elsie's tool tips. so just a minute i think i've i filled you in on this a while ago Okay, it was this that she podcast was a one of the first shows that was on Spotify. Um, We we tend to get in all the all the time when the you know when we have a new partnership from Libsyn because well I work for Libsyn so she podcast gets in there all the time. So we were one of the first partners in Spotify. We were there for obviously for quite a long time before anybody else was there, and then when they started to update all their systems or whatever it is like within the past like six months or so we disappeared from Spotify. I was alerted by that. I didn't know, like, because we don't go into Spotify. So I I don't listen to our show on Spotify or anything like that. I didn't know Crystal from support. She just said like, you guys, did you know that you're not on Spotify? And I was like, what? No, I don't. And she goes, your image is slightly not square. And then she's like, you need to fix that. And then I was like, Oh, my God. And it took me quite a while, a couple of weeks to get to it because I was like, it's so annoying. I really don't want to deal. Mm-hmm. And then, so it took me a while. Then I had to say to Crystal, Crystal, I fixed the image. And then she goes, there's too many characters in the description. You need to make those smaller. I guess Spotify switched their, the or whatever that was going on for for submission, so I had to sit there and also make all the words small, like you know, not have as many characters in there and delete all this stuff. Finally, she had to resubmit it and all the stuff. So anyway, the whole entire thing was like we were outside of Spotify for I'm thinking like three months or so, like in total of all that stuff. I'm finally dealing with um, some of the Spotify stuff because now Spotify has opened up the gates to be able to get. User data, like your stats from Spotify itself. And that gives you even deeper stats. Than what your podcast host does. So if your podcast host submitted for you, or even if you submitted yourself or whatever, now they're operating, they have opened up this portal where you can go in there and sign up and you can see listening data. So you see all the demographics, you see how, how long people have listened to the show and all blah, 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 all kinds of stuff on Spotify, which is cool and for free. And so I thought, oh my gosh, I have to make sure that we do that for She Podcasts as well. I haven't quite followed up and done all that and Jess and John, you guys all have access to this too if you follow the instructions. And so I went in there and I started to search for a name on Spotify. I go in there and I'm like, oh let's look for she podcasts And I typed in she podcast and it literally does not come up like I don't know where it is. So I'm sitting oh my gosh, it never went in. So I I, I messaged Dave uh, Jackson because he's lips and support and I'm like, dude, are we on Spotify? If not can you please help because I need to do it and he goes, Okay, let me check. And yes, we are on Spotify. Yeah. So, folks, yes, we are on Spotify. I have a link in the show notes, so you guys are gonna Yay. have to help us a little bit for an experiment, but this is why this is in tooltips. Because we don't come up for search, like at all. If you type in she podcasts, we are like one hundredth down the list. And who's gonna look at the one hundredth episode? that comes up when you're searching for She Podcast. Nobody. If you search for Jess's name or my name, of course we come up right away. And I do not like that. And so I said to, J- to Dave, what's up with that? Like, what's the algorithm? So this is why this is in tool tips for you guys. He did find out, and this is directly from Spotify. So Spotify search, here's what it says. This is what the Spotify team said, according to Dave Jackson, quote, the search function is not manually overseen or curated by any teams. It is based on a variety of algorithms, two of them being relevancy and popularity. Search results are based on a mix of current and all-time popularity, but vary from user to user based on personal listening preferences. The more streams and followers a podcast has, the higher up it will appear in search results. End quote. So it doesn't matter that our show is called She Podcasts because we're not going to come up, even if that's our name. It's just not going to happen because people are not currently subscribed or listening to or following our show there. What that tells me is that those years that we had before we were kicked out were completely nullified when we were reinstated. So if that happens to you, people, if you, for whatever reason, don't, are not on Spotify anymore, you literally have to start from scratch. So I guess this is a call to action to y'all. Even if you don't use Spotify, go to Spotify and follow us on Spotify. So we actually show up, even if you don't listen to us there, just let us show up for cheap podcasts because that's the show name. It's silly. Anyway. Just thought I'd share that tool tip that was learned as a hard lesson learned. Yes, and um, and also to know, guys, that regardless of the platform, and I, this is a tip for everybody, you are not going to be ranking based on <laughs> or be found according to these platforms based on just the metadata, meaning your name. So even if somebody's looking for a specific show like ours, if the audience isn't primarily using that platform. It's not going to show up. So if our audience is not on Spotify, or if we, as She Podcast, do not promote the fact that we're on Spotify, we're not going to be found on Spotify. I mean, it makes sense. Same thing for Apple, right? Same thing as Apple, though, right? Apple Podcasts, same thing. What they want you to do is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, and that's the biggest call to action there. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts. When people subscribe in Apple Podcasts, the search algorithm rises to your favor. So you're going to have to, like, I don't even know. Like, are you going to pick it? Are you going to be telling people, go, go to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts? Then go to Spotify and follow us on Spotify. And then go to, you know, what? Anyway, why? Yes. Thank you for that <laughs> lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elsie. You're welcome, Jess. I think I'm done with ranting for the show. I think you've done
0: plenty of it today. I'm glad you had to get that off your chest, you know. You're welcome. But now it's your turn. It is my turn. But I have nothing to rant about. I she guess we're supposed to live. talk about She podcast Live. Yes, but oh, that's right. not ranting. We're no, just that's talking. Ranting, that's Exciting and new. Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. She Podcasts Live.com. For those of you who are new to the show, it is happening in October in Atlanta, Georgia at the Atlanta Marriott Marquis. October 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. I had to open up many, many, many speaking spots in order to fill all the content that we wanted to have, but I am really excited to announce some of our fantastical content. So we are having a storytelling workshop by Don Frazier who facilitates storytelling and teaching for the moth. We are having Google Small Business do a workshop on SEO, We are having Edison Research do podcasting data and how it pertains to women, as well as Emily Prokop running a bingo session during that time. If we haven't already told you this, I'm telling you again. Friday night, I can safely announce (laughs) that we have PRX Google Creators program working with two hip hop producers in Atlanta who started their own podcast, and they're going to come and do a live performance as well as the women of unladylike that show that used to be it's mid rolls unladylike which used to be stuff your mom never told you they're going to be doing a live show friday night saturday night i'm still planning on having the introvert extrovert party kristen meisner is going to be doing our opening keynote Woo-hoo! <laughs> katie Kremitzos is closing our keynote that day and she's going to be doing a whole thing about work-life balance I hope that doesn't seem like nepotism. But the truth is that Katie has now two thriving businesses relating to podcasts and more or less a newborn baby. And she's done all this with like while having kids and taking steps back. And she's kind of like super woman podcaster. So she'll be really good to close out the day. And then Erica Mandy is going to be doing a session called podcasting like it's a business. And she's been really successful. She was just recently funded by PodFund. Pod Fund is also going to do a panel about Funding. Are you shocked?
1: Imagine that. <laughs> imagine,
0: imagine that. Kate Stillman, our friend Kate is going to be doing how to build a thriving ginormous community. I have two women from the UK who are actually not from the UK. I believe they're both American, but they live in the UK. Holly Wharton and Amanda Cook are doing together how to turn your podcast into a book. Both of them have done that successfully. Leanne Dolan, who is from the Satellite Sisters is going to be talking about how to be the host with the most. Rachel Cook. I don't know if you guys know her. She's going to be talking about how to sell out programs. Halali Azley is going to be talking about how to become an expert in your niche. Then we have Vivian Harasco talking about how to listen to your inner voice. We have panels on women in color, voice, storytelling, community, subscription models, empowering women, doing live shows, wellness, creative money, pod fading, so many things, so many, 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 many things. So I just want to talk about that a little bit because now we finally have the content nailed down and it's on the website. So if you guys want to check it out, it is ShePodcastsLive.com and go ahead and go to the schedule and you will see an updated completely live up to speed schedule. Like as I mean, it's about 80% of the way done. The only reason it's not 100% is because I'm waiting for titles and bullet points from some of our speakers. But for the most part, it's done. You're going to be learning Instagram from someone who's got hundreds of thousands of followers, Pinterest from someone who's got hundreds of thousands of followers, YouTube from someone who's got hundreds of thousands of followers on founding partnerships, feminism, mental health. It's going to be so cool. It's not going to be like any other conference you've ever been to ever, ever, ever. So please get your tickets because tickets always go up in pricing at the end of the month. So if you've not gotten your ticket yet, this is probably the lowest it will be. Again, that's on shepodcastlive.com. Go ahead and get your tickets now. Um, also our hotel block is booking. So if you have not booked your hotel room yet, please do that. That all of this information is on our website. I think that's it for now. I'm just re- getting, Woo-hoo. finally I have the content done. So I'm really excited about how everything's coming together. So it's going to be really good. Um, we and I think that's it, it for shepodcast live.
1: Yeah. We- well, thank you so much. And you guys will uh, just keep on checking in with us. And yeah. if you have not subscribed to our show, please do so. And if you would like to use Spotify, why don't you just do that? Yeah. You click the link straight through from the show notes because I'm sure you're going to have a hard time finding us. But please feel free to subscribe to the show and get the latest and greatest. One thing that I we haven't asked for a long time, and, I, and it's something that I, I, I do feel is important now, is if you really do find value from our show, share it share it on social media, share it with your friends, because there's a lot of topics that we cover that debunk a lot of the narratives that are out there. And we've covered these topics over and over in so many different shows. And it feels like at times that we're not getting through all of the noise and the hoopla. And it would be really helpful to us from you guys to be able to support us. Oh, I forgot something
0: else. If you want to get on our um, email list, Text Podcaster to six six eight six six and you'll get on our mailing list. You'll learn more about She Podcast Live and you'll get updates when we have new episodes, etc. So great!
1: I'll have that. I'll add that to the show notes. Yeah, click click there and then subscribe. One click button on the show notes as well. So take a look.
0: It's Text Podcaster to six six eight six six.
1: How can you do a click? Because if you're if you have the number there and somebody's looking at the show oh. notes and you tap that, it automatically pops up on the phone I'm and sorry. then they can just go write newsletter.
0: You're right, I'm sorry. <sighs>
1: <laughs> that is the
0: day's show thank you guys so much for listening to she podcast you can find our show notes at ShePodcast.com. you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at she podcast. also patreon is at she podcast if you'd like to give us a little tip or join our super squad we do free one-on-one qa live coaching every tuesday in there if you want to join our free group, the main group with 13,000 women in it, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she podcast. Everything is in the show notes, though, so go ahead and check that out. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Thank you to John Jamingo for being an excellent producer. And thank you so much, Elsie, for just being delightful.
1: <gasps> thank you. Love you. Mean it.
0: Bye. <laughs>
1: So the headline for this. This is from coinydoll.com. That's the website. Coin Idol.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting dizzy. Oh, my God. <laughs> do we want
2: to? Do we want to do that over?
1: I can't, breathe, oh my God. I can't even breathe <laughs> i didn't even know that that's <laughs> uh,
0: why i'll see why all right what the fuck i'm sorry
2: take two <laughs>
0: <laughs> how's she gonna say it now how <laughs> No, you weren't, dear. You weren't supposed <laughs> to. It's like because I just looked at it and I was like, "What is she?" calling it? It's not even. I see that you were looking at the at the URL, but at the top of the website there is a
1: space, <laughs> so it says "Idol." Ah oh, shit. Okay. okay, so wait. <laughs> This is why you need, what are those things called where you make the letters big and the letters small? Yes. And why like there's some people who have those URLs where they can make up yeah, bad things. It's
0: all, it's all caps, small caps, title
1: caps maybe? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, whatever. That was a fail, obviously. <laughs> Best
2: blooper of all time.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's... uh. This has to be at the end of the show okay so let's start over let's (laughs) let's start over (laughs) but i'm okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) the video is the best the video is watching elsie try to gather her composure
1: i know i know Oh, i don't even know maybe i should just like really focus on the blonde dude at the top of the page where you
0: mean where it says coin idol on it (laughs) yeah well i didn't look at the top right yeah
1: okay you
0: mean the blonde buff cartoon like he man with a microphone yeah
1: he man with a microphone that's pointed away from him okay so here we go okay all right so here we go oh my god